Today's episode of the City of Smack podcast on the City of Smack podcast network is brought to you by Momentus. Get your hands on the cleanest and safest supplements on the market. Over the past couple weeks, I've been able to try Momentus as one of the newest additions to my training regimen as I set out to break five minutes for the mile this summer and then chase a sub three marathon this fall. It is NSF certified for sport, which means you can trust and believe that what's on the label matches up with what's actually in the package. That's an awesome peace of mind to have as an athlete. Momentus works with athletes in running, cycling, rock climbing, skiers, and even NFL football players. At the same time, they're also delivering results when it comes to working with recreational runners and people like me that just want to push themselves to their best. One of the reasons I think I haven't lived up to my potential on the track, and I'm talking specifically about that sub five mile for me, is my struggles with recovering after training. So, of course, lots of things play into that. You've got the fact that I stay up late editing these shows for you guys. I've got a ton of other work to do. But the most important component goes back to sleep. That's where Momentous Elite Sleep has come into the picture The melatonin included in this unique formula is the most heavily researched sleep supplement. It's got magtine, which is a highly bioavailable form of magnesium that has been shown to reduce feelings of stress, anxiety, and worry. It's also got wild jujube seeds, which has helped cut down on slight insomnia symptoms and waking up randomly in the middle of the night. So I've been feeling a difference for sure and waking up much more refreshed. So try it for yourself. City Smack podcast listeners will generously receive 20% off their first order of Momentus by using the promo code Sidious at checkout when you visit livemomentus.com. That's Sidious at checkout for 20% off your first order, whether it's the sleep formula, plant protein, whey protein. Get it, live it, prove it, livemomentus.com. Use promo code Sidious at checkout. Big love to the backers on Patreon who keep this show going strong by covering some of our hosting expenses and back all of the projects over at Sidious Mag. Throw us a couple bucks, whether it's $1, $5. I'm super grateful for your support. You guys are the ones that help us put together events and coverage, so much appreciated. Thanks to John Longo for joining the efforts this week, and you can be just like John if you sign up over at patreon.com slash Mag. You can also support us by picking up a sweater, a crew neck, or a t-shirt over at SidiousMag.com and hitting the merch tab. We just came out with some new designs, so check those out today. Welcome back to the City of Smack podcast. I'm Chris Chavez, and I'm joined by my recurring co-hosts, both of them, Ryan Welsh and Zach Price. Uh, Zach was actually just featured on the most recent episode of the podcast because I didn't put one out last week as we were, the three of us were among a group of 10 preparing to run the Goggins Challenge, which consists of running four miles at the top of the hour every four hours for 48 hours which totals 48 miles of running. Um, It was one heck of a weekend, one that I won't forget. Um, So I decided to bring on Ryan and Zach to unpack our experience, share a little bit of our takeaways and just overall thoughts on the whole thing. So welcome back, Ryan and Zach. So I'll start off with the most obvious question. How are the legs feeling after 48 miles? It's one of those weird feelings that I, you know, when we were, I was speaking with Zach Clark earlier today and and he asked the same thing and we both kind of didn't really know what to say because 
it's not like that burn or hurt or like just the nothingness of post-marathon legs, but it's also not like you've, <laughs> I just went for a freaking stroll. Like there's this like weird fatigue that I felt slowly set in throughout the 48 hours. And, um, you know, a lot of that was contributed to from the, the lack of sleep, I would say. Um, so I, I don't know, it's just this weird game of like your legs were in recovery mode and then they weren't and then they feel trashed and then you get warmed up and you feel okay again. So right now it's just like the, there's this weird level of fatigue that's like maybe like 50% my legs are a little bit trashed and 50% like I, I'm just like still operating on the most minimal amount of sleep I've had since like college. Yeah, I also think it just like we didn't know what to expect with the weekend. I really don't know what to expect with my legs either right now because right now they feel fine, which is just that's the weird part and it's weirding me out a little bit. Um, you know, you have that small tingling of uh, post marathon pain, but not as dramatic, even though you ran as double the mileage. So overall, feeling really good, you know, accomplished. Yeah. So, I mean, Ryan mentioned, and I forgot to say right at the top. So the reason we were doing this whole entire thing was because our friend, Zach Clark, who was the most recent guest on the podcast, uh, came up with this idea on a long run a couple months back with the two of us, or the three of us, uh, about the fact that we've been going on these runs with him. We're, you know, pushing his limits on, you know, speed work, getting him on the track, something new and different for him that he being a little bit more of an endurance and like grind sort of fan uh, was like, you guys need to do something in return to push your own limits. But on the extreme side of things, uh, let's do this Goggins challenge that he found just from listening to Rich Roll's podcast, from reading David Goggins' book. And initially, like, we were a little bit hesitant on the whole entire thing. Like, we didn't want – it sounded a little bit too much for us. We eventually decided to commit to it. And then – Ultimately, the, the biggest part of it, too, was the charity component to try and raise $48,000, which seems like a big number, especially when we're used to, you know, fundraising for a marathon or, or something where it's, you know, $1,500, dollars or $3,000 to, to run. This was $48,000. And, and Zach is one of those people who likes to put these really high benchmarks out there, and we exceeded those sort of uh, expectations by raising more than $50,000. So uh, what really was it? When, when was that turning point for, for you guys as to like, all right, I'm going to give this a shot and do it. So, so I, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll jump in on that. I mean, <laughs> we all laugh. I mean, I, I think everyone I've met through running knows that I'm a very low mileage guy. I mean, 10, 10 to 15 miles a week is, is like max for me. So you know, I, I knew I was going to jump in and do this with my friends. There was no question about it. Uh, and, and I know every time I start something, I show up for it. So I, I, I knew we were all going to go into this together. But when the fundraising aspect came to it, you know, I, I despite the high expectations that Zach had, I knew we were going to get there. I mean, there was with a big group. We had um, platforms to lean on, uh, you know, just overall, you know, I knew we were all going to show up start to finish A to Z. Um, you know, the mileage was going to be a learning experience for sure for all of us. But, 
you know, I, I feel like once, uh, once it got closer and there was no, no backing out <laughs> whatsoever that we were going to, we were going to get there and we we're going to do it. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's funny. Like we I think we were laughing when you asked that Chris, because when, when Zach Clark brought this idea up on this run, I think like you were definitely like, yeah, like, let's do this. And, you know, Chris has, you know, his young legs and uh, he can handle that sort of stuff. But, you know, Zach Price and I are a little older and, um, you know, we've definitely had our experiences with serious injuries. And because of that, you know, we both have kind of always trained on lower mileage and pushing ourselves a little harder on the speed work. And so when Zach Clark, you know, said 48 miles in 48 hours, I like kind of nodded along so that he wouldn't think I was like a wuss, but I remember coming away from that, like coming home to my fiance care and being like, yeah, Zach wants us to do this like endurance challenge, 40 miles in 40 hours. And she was like, that's so cool. Like, you should do it. And I was like, this is like the exact sort of thing that I shouldn't do. Like I'm going to get hurt or I'm not going to like give it enough mileage in the training. And I'm just not sure I'm going to do this. And then, when Zach kind of presented the the charity component and this aggressive goal to raise all this money, um, you know, for addiction recovery and and mental health illness support um, for for folks that need the money to get access to um, you know resources and treatment, uh, I knew that there was no turning back. Like there was like I, I was going to be all in from the get go, and uh, it was just going to be like uh, you know I always say like in this sort of stuff. Once you're in it, you're in it, and it's just a tournament mentality. Survive in advance, um, but the it was really like the the foundation release recovery um, and the dollars that we were going to raise that I knew it was going to be like an impactful weekend that was more than just the running. Yeah, and just speaking of the weekend, I guess or typically apparently this event is supposed to take place on like an early March weekend, and I had a conflict. Um, so I, I'd said, you know what, if we could do it sometime April 8th weekend, you know, I could do it, but, but don't let me stop you guys. And like shadily, I was hoping. You're hoping that you wouldn't even have to be in it. <laughs> exactly. So I, like, everyone agreed, like, yeah, April 8th is perfect. April 8th is perfect. And like everyone like liked it on the, uh, on the chat. I was like, oh shit, there really is no turning back now. Cause they're doing this weekend for me. Yeah. I mean, it was like, we chatted it up like two or three times, but it was like, kind of just like chatting it up. And then he like started a group text and was like, here's the weekend. Here's the fundraising goal. Like, here's the location like this if you're in or just like don't and you'll get removed from the group chat and it was just like a uh, all right fuck it i'm doing it like <laughs> and there were strangers and you want to be the guy yeah, it was like, like 10 <laughs> phone numbers and like barely anybody knew each other that well except for like a few of us and it was like yeah fuck it i'll i'll like this thing and and you're really like now this way you're fully committed yeah the funniest thing about just sort of like when you told your fiance kara who ended up doing the run with us initially i mean she wasn't even part of like the equation got roped into it leaned into to the whole entire thing there was a moment where we were like she might be the only person of like the experienced runners going into this that might finish just because she typically has more of a consistency with her running than, than some of us uh do um but her reaction saying like that's so cool you should do it is a little different than some of the reaction that other people have where it's just sort of like wait what and like what are you doing and it's like and then the ultimate question is why Every person I feel like involved in this had a different reason as to why they were doing it. 
Zach, I'll go to you first on this one. But what was your reason why? Because when people do ultimately take a step back and look, it's like, oh, how do Ryan and Chris know the guy who just won the most recent season of The Bachelorette? It's, it, it, I always have to go back and explain that you're the connecting factor to all of this. And it, the roots go back even further beyond Zach. It's you know, your, your wife knowing uh, Justin, who is the, the co-founder of Release Recovery. So I guess kind of set up sort of your, 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 your reason why you got into this with providing, I guess, the listeners and the people who, who are catching this a little bit of background and just to like how the bachelor nation has gotten connected with this weird sort of niche of the running world. Yeah. I mean, well, you could also, you can date it back to kind of when Chris, you and I had our first conversation years ago and we met, you know, my why always was about the philanthropy aspect of running. Um, so just yeah, Justin, who you mentioned is, is Zach's partner in release recovery, Justin's wife and my wife are college roommates and best friends. So basically anything to do with this organization specifically, I'm in, just sign me up. And if it has to be 48 miles in 48 hours, I couldn't really say no to that. Um, even though that wasn't Justin, it was Zach, but you know, you know, before, before Zach went to the show and, and after he got back, you know, we'd always talked about running and, you know, then that's how uh, I introduced the two of you. And it was just a natural introduction, you know, as two of my best friends, right. Between Chris and running and Ryan and, and you know, a field he's looking to get into and learn more. It was just a natural fit uh, of, of a mutual introduction. And then when the four of us started running together, it's, I, I personally don't think of it as, you guys know Zach through me. I mean, yes, and maybe I made the introduction, but it's just so naturally evolved into a, a true friendship. And, you know, this is, this 48 miles is, is really only the beginning. Yeah. I mean, uh, I think it's, it's when you understand the work that they do and, and the impact that they really have, have on people, um, it, it really like, it, it motivates you to want to get involved and, and, and to Zach's point, you know, I always meshed well with Zach, you know, given, you know, my, my background of, of having, you know, a family member that, that had some addiction problems and, and it didn't end well for him. Uh, and some friends that have, have gone through rehab and, and are on a, a good track in recovery and seeing, you know, the impact that, that getting the right help and resources at the right time can, can have for them. Um, you know, I, I've always had a passion for the, you know, counseling and psychology space and, and, you know, what resources can really do to help people suffering from, you know, a, a mental illness or, um, you know, an addiction issue. And, and just, you know, having these conversations with Zach on these runs about the stuff that they do and the people that they help and save. And, uh, you know, I, I knew right away, it was like, th this is the kind of thing that like, this is why I got into running, like doing shit like this, that like really matters and, and has like purpose behind it. Um, man, I, I mean, the challenge could have been fucking 148 miles. I think I would have just kept going, uh, if, if it was for this sort of impact. Yeah. I think for me, it was just sort of like a lot of curiosity peaked into it just from all the conversations that we've had with Zach, uh, over the, the past couple months. And, admittedly like it, it really before this i hadn't you know run a race for for charity or anything like that and so pushing that aspect forward as well 
um, was something that was new and, and different to me. And, and I'm one of those people too, who says like, I'm not going to do a race beyond a marathon, uh, because, you know, I just don't want to, uh, this was definitely leaning into a little bit of that unknown and, and like discomfort. I knew this was going to suck at times. Like at the seven o'clock on Saturday hit me like a wall. Um, and it felt like it, everyone was hitting it at various different, different points, whether it was, uh, 3am on Sunday morning, uh, or 11pm on Saturday night. Uh, I think what was really cool to see here was just the community aspect to it and having certain see in like seeing some of the messages that we've you know received or comments since this since this entire thing and like we've been sharing on on instagram and social media there's so many smiles in all these photos that people are kind of confused like this is this was was this really easy and it, and it wasn't but i think what really came together was like the community aspect to it every single time we went out there and at the very beginning there were very, it was only a handful of people showed up to the Friday at, at 3 PM Friday at 7 PM. And we're like, is it going to be like this every single time? Because that's going to make this, you know, a little bit tougher. But then Saturday morning at 11 AM and then at the 3 PM when we've got, you know, 40 plus 50 plus people who just showed up, uh, some people who just, you know, found us on, on, on Instagram's discover page or, or something like that. That was really beautiful. I mean, one of the guys in the very first leg is Francisco, who was, you know, the, uh, who's Zach's trainer before he went on national TV, uh, would, looked like a broken man after the very first or second leg <laughs> that to see him on, on Friday, on Saturday afternoon at 3 p.m. running ahead of, you know, probably the three of us and, and just fully rejuvenated just off the people who showed up and the energy that they brought that was really special. And, and so uh, I think my why definitely comes from, from the community aspect of it. And also just like, like I go back to the, the curiosity of, of knowing more. And I mean, if we want to get into sort of like what was the most like powerful moment for, for each one of us, for me, uh, I'm going to say like, it wasn't even any of the running. There was a really special moment on Friday night um, at between the 11 p.m. and the Saturday 3 a.m. leg, where that's when strategically I thought to myself, I'm going to bank sleep here because we ahead of time decided the reason this thing is hard is because of the sleep deprivation. And we're going to try and, you know, finish the run in 45 to under 50 minutes and then get as much sleep as we can between 11 and 3 and then again, right, this was on Friday where like to kind of put things in context, we're all still feeling like a normal, this is a normal life that yeah. we're leading, right? Like, like Friday afternoon, a lot of us like finished work, started to do these runs. We kind of ate dinner at a normal time. And then you did the 11 PM run and it was like, okay, time to shut the body down and get some rest. Yeah, and, it's only 12 uh, miles on our legs at this point. Right. Right. We're, we're feeling totally fine. And then you know, you and I, Ryan, were, were in the hotel room that we were staying at. And Zach brings along two of his coworkers who work with him at Release Recovery. Uh, their names were Mario and, and, and Joey. And we'd kind of been familiar. Shout out Joey and Horn. Yeah, we'd been familiar <laughs> with them just sort of like <laughs> from Instagram, you know, tags that, you know, Zach spends a lot of time with these guys. We've become familiar with just sort of them as characters on Instagram. 
And then we just sat down and really just got to hear their own personal stories of, you know, how you know, in, uh, substance abuse and, and addiction has impacted their lives and why it is that they do the work that they do and they turn their lives around to turn the lives around for other people was just super special where I was just at that point saying like, fuck it, I don't need to sleep. Like I, I want to stay and, and learn as much as I can and, and more. And if that makes the next leg suck, based off what I'm hearing, it's not the worst pain that you can sort of feel at times. And so for me, that honestly, that moment in that hotel room really is going to be uh, what stays with me a lot. And it wasn't even just that. We were surrounded, some of the people participating in the run, I'm thinking of like uh, Andrew Schwartz sharing with us even before the final leg, what his story was. Like the, it was just these pockets of inspiration that just came naturally through conversation and in through the, and, and, and you know, kind of hyping us up for what was to come. So that's the moment that stays with me the most. Ryan, I'll kick it to you because you were right there in that room with me. What, 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 were some of the moments that stayed with you? Yeah, I mean, we we definitely like had this this moment during that talk of like, you know, you and I were like kind of looked at each other like we're not going to sleep, like we're we're like staying awake through the three a.m. and and like you know just to like kind of I, I won't dive into the details of that conversation because it was a personal conversation with those guys, but like just to like give you context of like how much they care was like you know like they're talking about the work they do and and like you know they're like man like if you if you have someone who needs help and you know it you can call me at 3 a.m and i'm gonna get out of bed and i'm gonna come meet you and we're gonna find a way to get that person help like i don't care like that's what that's what we do and that like really stuck with me to be like man like i ain't sleeping like these guys like roll over at any hour to help someone out and here we are like hearing why they do what they do um was was pretty special and and I think, you know, another, I think, point that, that really stuck out to me was, like, really around, like, when it got tough, tough. And, you know, to me, that became, like, the, the way I looked at this, like, the ebbs and flows of the runs were, like, Friday runs felt normal because we were still on normal sleep, normal day, early miles. Um, even the, the first 3 a.m. run felt cool because we were, like, yeah, we're going to do this, you know, run through Times Square. And then by the time we got to like the 7 a.m., 11 a.m., and 3 p.m. on Saturday, it was just like electric with the people showing up and friends showing up and fresh faces and like meeting new people that were just like, um, you know, involved in, in this sort of like stuff and, and wanted to meet people and, and, and just bring positive energy. Um, but then it like took this dip at like you know, once we got into the night runs of Saturday, like the, you know, I know for Chris, it was like the 7 PM run. I still felt okay. The 7 PM run, it was the 11 PM run that really kind of hit me hard, hard. And, and then the 3 AM was, was equally as hard. 7 AM was brutal. And then 11 AM, it was kind of like, just let the, these people in this community carry us. But, um, you know, during those really tough ones, it was, um, Alex Denman, who Densman, who is, uh, the co-CEO, of Ashley Treatment Center um, down in Maryland, like him and I just kind of like linked up and and lock, went in lockstep for those tough runs, and and he was dealing with a knee issue, and we were kind of picking each other up, and you know exchanging some real personal stories and and you know stuff that we care about and family stuff, and it just kind of became like a we're going to be in this every loop together, 
And then we, you know, finished the, the last one at 11 a.m. It was like we actually pushed each other really hard the last mile, like ran up the hill, had this great hug. And it was like, I didn't even fucking know this guy 48 hours ago. And now here we are just like knowing like that it was going to be this hard for both of us in the last ones. And it was like, let's just lock in together and do this. Yeah. And, and I think the an interesting part was everybody had different hard times and easy times throughout the entire endurance challenge, right? Like seven and 11, you just mentioned were some hard ones. You know, I, I personally found that seven 11 were some, some that I cherished and remembered the most. And then I was not looking forward to the three and the 7am, which were the uh, 11, excuse me, 10 and 11, uh, like 10 and 11. And then, you know, 10 comes around, I'm dreading the 3am run and I open the door and my wife is outside, surprise us for the 3am run. Like, unannounced that was pretty cool and, and you know that was you know talk about support systems and everything that was just incredible and then you know you mentioned learning about um you know the guys at, at release and and you know their stories you know that's somebody you you hadn't met before but but for me um you know we ha we have a mutual friend again you know we have to uh, explain who specifically but you know, we had a friend who joined us for the 7 a.m. run, which to me was going to be my hardest one. You know, I was crashing second to last one. And we got a text from him saying, you know, this cause is super meaningful to me. I have personal experiences. It's X, Y, and Z. Uh, I will be there. And you open the door at 7 a.m. You know, we're, we're just literally on fumes at this time. And he's standing out there with a huge smile and the 7 a.m. one, I, I will remember as my hardest one of the entire time, but I ran lockstep with him for the entire four miles, caught up with him, learned about what his story was. And it's somebody I knew for a couple of years now um, through running in New York and, and now feel like I learned that much more about somebody who ordinarily I probably wouldn't have learned that. I don't even know how or when I would ever have learned that had we not, you know, had this opportunity. And you know, it, it just showed the power of what this was, you know, was aside from the donation aspects, you really got to, you know, learn about people that you knew, learn about people that you didn't know, and just, you know, creating the awareness, which Zach said was, you know, obviously money is great to raise, but the first and foremost thing, he wanted to raise awareness of this platform for helping with mental health and addiction, and, and, and it showed. Yeah, and I think to your point, Zach, like, you know, the 7 a.m. run, when you know the, this mutual friend kind of just showed up out of nowhere to really pick us up, um, there were so many snippets like that throughout that were just so special. Like you know, I had like a a coworker that showed up, like shot me a text five minutes before, like, "Hey, I'm here," and I was like literally dying up in the hotel room. I was like, "Oh my god, I'm coming down!" Like, um, and you know, another friend that Karen and I only just met recently um, because we have the same dogs and this guy ends up showing up for like four of the runs and it's just like in our ear the whole time. Like you guys got this, you got this, you're gonna, like, this is easy work for you guys. Come on. And you know, just th those little snippets of, of moments with like people that just like came out of the woodwork and were like, I'm here for this, like whatever you need, I'm here for this. And by the way, like I, I have a personal story too. And, and let's share these meaningful miles together. Yeah. And even, you know, I, I think, everything I've learned about this is people usually tackle this on, on an individual basis or, you know, much less people than, than we did. But I think if we all did this on our own, we would have a frown on for literally every single run and just be dreading it and be miserable. But 
like you said, you look at all the content from the weekend. I mean, we everybody had somebody show up for each of their legs. So you had just had to put a smile on no matter what. And it's like going back to the adage that Kipchoge said, if you smile, it, it becomes easier. You know, we go like what Jess Wood said. She's like, you guys are, I don't get it. You're all laughing. You're all smiling. How are you getting through this? And this was like leg eight, nine, or 10. I don't even remember. Obviously. I seven or eight. We were Academy <laughs> Award winners, you know? Yeah, it was late. <laughs> you just, everybody who showed up, no matter who it was, no matter whether it was one leg, four legs, five legs, you know, we just had to put on the smile and get through it. And, and it helped, you know, the support helped for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, to to the point that you you guys just made, it it really was big to realize just how much of an issue this is, just nationally, worldwide. We got a couple people who told us, hey, I went out and ran four miles in Boulder, Colorado. Here's my Strava uh, to show it off. I got a text from a college roommate's, you know, girlfriend who told me, it was like, hey, like, I just wanted to say what you guys did this weekend was like super special. Um, she lost a loved one to um, substance abuse. And it was just sort of like, wow, like I didn't realize just how big of, an, uh, like a, of a problem it is. And so, yeah, to that point, like it was just, it was, it was huge. Um, and hopefully we can keep like the, I mean, the, the donation page is still open still as of right now and it's still going. And so it was even in those moments where it wasn't even just, I think Ryan, you sort of posted about this on, on Instagram. It wasn't even just showing up and doing the runs. We got people sending us donuts, even though we already had some at 3 a.m. in Krispy, at, at Krispy Kreme, which is we stopped uh, in the middle of our Times Square route at, at 3 a.m. People sent us pizza. Um, so just chicken, time. chicken and sweet potatoes, uh, Shake Shack. Maybe that was another component to it where it was just like the the fueling for some of these maybe wasn't optimal, but still uh, kind of helped. <laughs> we had, we had no, there was no emergencies. The fueling was fine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, they, I, and Chris, yeah, Chris, you had said I, I kind of just put this like shout out on my Instagram page about it because I was just trying to think about like all the people that that helped make this happen and there's just you know we were talking about the snippets of people who showed up and and did part of it with us which was like in, insanely helpful but just like also those people that like couldn't be there and sent us some food to like make sure when as soon as we finished a run we had something to chow down on to fuel up to the next one and you know the friends that were you know facetiming us when they knew we were in our dark hours to just kind of like crack a joke and tell us to keep going and like the hotel staff who were just like insanely helpful like anything we needed um like giving us free cryotherapy to get through some of these runs um and even yeah, just like it was like one of the more pampered you know oh, yeah. Yeah. and like i'm even like looking at my phone now and it's like i can't even tell you how many old friends from like high school and college who i haven't connected with in forever like are replying to my stories and instagram being like, dude, like this, this is what I needed to see this weekend. Or like, dude, I'm so proud of you. Like I've like had this or that going on in my life. And this really motivated me or like, just like a dude, I love this. Like, how are you? We haven't spoken in like six years. Um, and that's, that's pretty cool too. That like it, it had that sort of like next level impact of like people who didn't even know this was going on and then just found out. And it just like helped me reconnect with people. I hadn't spoken to in forever. Hayward Field. 
a place that is so much more than just a stadium. It's where some of the greatest track and field athletes have broken world records. It's the place where people have watched their Olympic dreams become a reality. And now you've got an opportunity to have a piece of it. The 2021 virtual Eugene Marathon medals are crafted from the salvaged East Grandstand steps at historic Hayward. Yes, virtual race fatigue is real, but this is one definitely worth running. I'm gonna be running a marathon relay with a couple of my buddies, and we'll see if we can try and break three hours collectively. But right now, if you head to eugenemarathon.com, you can register for the 5K, half marathon, or marathon, and you'll get 25% off if you use code CITIUS25 at checkout. The medals themselves are worth it. Go out there, have a good time, pump out you know, 3.1 miles, 13.1, or even 26.2, and get a piece of history. That's eugenemarathon.com and promo code CITIUS25 at checkout to save 25% on your entry. You know, the old adage that people like to say about, uh, you know, ultra marathons, uh, especially the 100 miler, is that a 100 miler is life in a day. And, uh, you know, I got to see and witness some of that when I went and crewed. Um, my friend Stephen Kirsch at Western States. And, you know, I'm very curious if there's people out there sort of who are listening to us just talk about, you know, our first sort of, not even like, I, I don't, I hesitate to even call it an ultra marathon because I don't know. Chris Chavez, ultra marathoner. Yeah. I, I, I wouldn't put that title on myself, but just sort of that sort of experience, whether other people who have done things like this sort of have a little bit of that I'll say spiritual sort of like awakening and feel to, to, to the whole entire experience. The closest thing I honestly can compare this to um, for me goes back to, it isn't even running related. I, in high school, we used to have these things called the Kairos retreats and people who might've attended a Catholic or Jesuit high school might be familiar with what I'm about to sort of describe, but it was a four day retreat. Um, where they just jam pack it with, you know, experiences where it's like guest speakers and there's a common theme and they're telling like some really interpersonal stories. And this entire time you have no awareness of what time it is. There's your, your phones are taken away. Um, you're sort of just asked to be in the moment and you're taking all of this in. It's super emotional. Uh, you, you definitely cry throughout the whole entire experience. Uh, and so very similarly, you, in, in what we just had this past weekend, you're sleep deprived. You are emotional. You are meeting and getting to know these uh, people. There was, it, there was like a little bit of a real world, you know, uh, Jersey Shore feel to it for some of the people who joined us where they walked into a room not knowing half the people in the room, maybe only knowing one person doing this. And now if you were to scroll through sort of the group chat that we've assembled, it's sort of like Ryan's asking if he can add people to, to his wedding. And uh, <laughs> we're, it, it's sort of like, how, could, how did that tide of a bond get formed in such a, sm a small span of time? But I think kind of my sort of awareness from having experienced something like this in high school was this is a high that we're, we're on right now and it's going to dissipate. You know, give it a couple of days. We're going to not be, you know, thinking about this as much, but it's fresh in our minds right now. And I think what in high school after that retreat, 
happened was you're telling yourself that person's going to be my best friend and and i'm going to hang out with that person uh it, it i was seeing it just in the moments like we had one guy saying i'm doing a triathlon in a couple of months why don't you sign up let's do this and it's sort of like in the moment you're like yeah yeah let's go let's go set the world on fire and you know not to get ahead of ourselves i think the best way to sort of move forward from something like this is just channeled sort of that excitement and instead of just you know blowing it all at once really sort of you know, simmering it out and spreading it over time and just making sure that those, those relationships and uh, don't dissipate. And whether it's like, hey, let's grab dinner in a month or so or two and just catch up and see where things go. I think that's sort of like the key. And, and, and honestly, floating that text out there, if, if we were in the same city again, let's go for a four mile run. I don't think I'm ever going to think of four miles the same way again, or even look at the same stretch of the West Side Highway the same way again. But I think that's honestly the key takeaway from something like this. And, and to those people who are listening to this and thinking that seemed really cool. I want to do it. I would say find your group to do it because the power comes in numbers and find, you know, find but, but stranger, but strangers, but yeah. so like, like Andrew Schwartz, who is a buddy of Zach Clark's, you know, I, I were on this group text for, for weeks. I've never met the guy before. Um, I, I saw one picture from when we were doing our profile. So that's yep. all I knew about him. We pull up, I pull up to Hudson Yards at like 1.30 in an Uber and this Audi rolls up behind and it's Schwartz. And he just goes like this. He just gives me like a, what's up, head nod. He's on like a work call, right? Huge smile as if we've known each other for 20 yeah. years. I swear to you, he knew who I was. I knew who he was off of one picture. And we both just knew like we're strangers but we're about to go into this battle together for 48 plus hours. We're going to be best friends coming out of this. And, and yeah, best friends for life. <laughs> right. That's what I'm it's like, and, and just the bonds that we created with these absolute strangers through the common connections. I mean, that's what I would encourage Chris. And I think that's where you were going. I, I cut you off, but I wouldn't do it with immediate friends. I'd find a group of people that you can get to know from a from the beginning and some friends a little bit better than you had known before you started because that's what this is all about right the whole thing was about awareness and and you know just connections forming them you know making them stronger and just all you know getting on the same page and and just the experience was was off the charts yeah chris you you made a good point about it uh kind of feeling like the real world at first like bunch of strangers one house like what's gonna happen um and you know kudos to to zach clark who was kind of like the connective tissue for everyone being there and um compiling a group of strangers that he knew was just gonna vibe right and pick each other up and and create relationships that um i'm confident are gonna last a lifetime and and help pick each other up probably at, at certain points. And um, yeah, I mean, Chris, you and I already scheduled the dinner with, uh, with two of the guys for, for next month. We put it on the calendar. Um, so yeah, I mean, uh, kudos to Zach for, for bringing together just such a, an eclectic group of people that, that really, really enjoyed our time together uh, in, in our tight quarters. Yeah. And it, 
you know, it's a really tough thing to, you know, encourage and, and push on to sort of other people given, you know, the limitations within the pandemic. Thankfully for us, 90% of the people participating were vaccinated and uh, we encourage people if they were showing up to, to, to wear masks towards, you know, before we started running and, and when we're kind of just congregating. Uh, but it, yeah, there's something truly special. And it's not one thing that there's a time limit on this thing. It could happen any sort of weekend. Like we, the big Goggins challenge happened in early March and we just set aside an April weekend for ourselves. And um, so it's very doable. And yeah, you just never know. You might walk away from the weekend thinking that Izzy Seidel is the cooler version of, is, is cooler than Molly Seidel. I mean, hot take, I might go and, and, and say it. Uh, so yeah, really powerful. Izzy already was the one on the group text that said, if anyone's in Boston wants to grab four miles together, let's do it. Yeah. So I was, I was still waiting for Fritz to show up, but that's, that's just me. Yeah. Shout out to uh, Molly and Izzy's father. Uh, all right. <laughs> Final takeaways from, from, from this, any, any last ad that you want to say before, like sort of add in that you want to make into just sort of what everything to, meant to you? Uh, yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll just say it was just ultimately a moving experience and, and really shines a light on, <clears throat> on, seeing something and saying something um you know there's there's a, you just hear a lot of just terrible things in the news all the time and and often those stories are are told because it's just too late and and some things were avoided some things weren't you know um taken too seriously but uh what i know about zach and justin and the whole release gang i said this on the on chris's podcast uh, you know a couple weeks ago is if there's ever ever any Anything you see, you know, these guys are willing to drop everything and, and help out. And, and what you saw this weekend, you know, with the guys from release, I mean, there was probably 15, 15 to 20 throughout the weekend, all guys who and, and girls who have been helped by the cause. And that's what we did this for. Uh, you know, 48 miles was whatever. It's 48 miles. The running was actually the easiest part. Um, that's what I took out of this. And, and I'm a super low mileage guy. I've only run two marathons a year apart. And, you know, who would have thought I'd be able to do two in two days, almost two in two days. But that was the easy part. Um, you know, just coming out of this weekend, uh, you know, the connections and the importance of, of, the, of raising awareness for why we were doing that was something I'll never forget. And, and just really, um, just really memorable. Yeah, I think, um, you know, the, the timing of this was interesting being that we're just over a year into the pandemic. And I think like the, the pandemic has been really, really hard on a lot of people and, and beyond just like the, the virus and the illness uh, that people have experienced is um, the mental well-being and, and the lack thereof that people have felt being stuck in confined quarters and working remote and losing jobs and having relationships fall apart and not being able to to do the things that you want to do right we've had all these restrictions placed on us and i think it's it's no secret at this point that the country has suffered um, from a mental well-being perspective i mean i think even just myself like in my adult life like this is like amongst the most mentally unwell uh myself and a lot of friends have been and and you know we've been fortunate enough to to manage through it but um you know it is one of those like then you finally get to do something like this and you know it opens your eyes to the to like the concept of like 
if you really are like deeply, deeply struggling, like don't be afraid to raise your hand. Like there is help out there and there are people that, that want to, to get you back on the right path. And, and if you're, you know, so far down the rabbit hole, um, you know, whether it's because of the pandemic or, um, you know, a diagnosed mental illness or, um, you know, issues with substance abuse or, um, addiction, um, you know, don't be afraid to raise your hand. There's a community out there that is like fucking awesome people, like the best people, uh, that want to help. And so, yeah, I, I would say like the biggest takeaway was like the timing of this was really nice being that I, I'm hoping we're kind of in the fourth quarter of, of exiting this pandemic soon. And, um, it was like uplifting to know that like, as people need help coming out of this pandemic or regardless of the pandemic that there are just fucking awesome people that will do anything they can to help you and sure we'll 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 run miles we'll do challenges uh we'll run races uh do fundraisers um whatever it takes to get people the the resources they need so that um there isn't this stigma that uh you know you should have doubt about raising your hand for help and that you should be afraid or embarrassed to raise your hand for help because um, we all need it at some point or another. And uh, when you do need it, there will be people there that can help and financial resources that can help you get what you need. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll kind of to bring it back to just the subject of the sport. I mean, we've all trained for marathons in the past. I'm currently training to run a mile as fast as I can. And you know, for this, there really wasn't, there was very minimal sort of like training that actually went into it. There was a couple of days where maybe we thought if we doubled uh, and ran twice in a day or three times, then it'll, like, help us. it'll help us. But there really wasn't any prepping for this. Zach uh, Price ran zero miles from uh, April 1st to April 8th. So uh, that goes to show you, you can really uh, do what you set your mind to. And the fact that running can can be fun without having to chase sort of prs and stuff yes running fast can be can be nice but i'll say that you know this experience and, and kind of just like the the feeling afterwards and and uh definitely feels a lot better than what you know we ryan you and i crossing the finish line in a huge prs at the berlin marathon felt like and so um while we're not out there crushing you know workouts you know twice a week and going on you know 15 20 mile runs on weekends like there's a greater purpose i guess to to what we see as a little bit more important within the sport and to, to each his own so uh yeah i'm i'm i'll admit a little nervous to see what uh zach clark comes up with next he's been shooting us links about marathons in the gobi desert and um, <laughs> and all that kind of stuff so uh, stay tuned for, for what we might be up to next year, but I know we're all going to, we're all planning on doing some sort of fall marathon. Um, and there'll probably be more fundraising components to that. But, uh, again, just goes to show a little bit of the, the power of the sport and, and the ability to do good. So the link to fundraising for the release recovery foundation is still open. I'll include it in the show notes, this episode and encourage you to, um, donate if, if you're comfortable with it and so uh yeah thanks for, thanks to everyone who who shared and, and and liked or or supported and got the word out about what we were doing uh it it meant a lot to us 